I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And, and this, this is That Other F Word. All right, guys, we are here on a not that fun subject, but every once in a while we've got to cover one, and it's like Me Too and all that nasty stuff. Um, <laughs> we're actually re-recording this episode because the first time we're going we're gonna to take it a little easier than it, we did the first time. It, it was a train wreck. Also, <laughs> um, we we focused heavily on Brett Kavanaugh. It was right after he was confirmed, and then so the whole episode was a train wreck because we did a lot of statistics, and I had I had a really hard time with them. So I won't throw as many statistics at you guys today. We'll put them on the website, yeah. and then Mitch, of course. After we had it, a couple months went by before we had released it. We weren't feeling good about it, I think. And then Mitch said, hey, guys, we're it's too late. Like, yeah, it's you got to rethink late. it. And, and he was right. And then we watched Amy Schumer's Growing. That was good. <laughs> and so I think that kind of helped change our perspective and said we'd come. So we decided we'd come at it from a, a little bit different of an angle and be a little bit more up to date. Yeah. And not focus just on Brett Kavanaugh. I, I do want to go ahead and give a like little disclaimer that this is probably not one to listen to with your kids in the car. Yeah, um, it's it's we're, we'll talk about some. It's it's heavy, of course, and but we find it it's very necessary. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. We're gonna take it a little easier on the numbers. Last time, Katrina got a little. I, Katrina was the one who had to read the numbers, and then at one point, I think. She said that half of married people get raped by their husbands, and I, I had to step back in on that. <laughs> yeah, she, she, well, because by then I was gone. I had I had left all reality. I was so upset. Whenever there's a kid statistic, I can't handle it. And and it, so when I'm the one who's the emotional one, you know it's really bad yeah. um, because I'm just not the emotional one of us. Uh, of the three of us, I'm the least emotional. <laughs> um, and and when I'm I'm sobbing and I'm doing the ugly cry where I can't actually speak because I can't breathe because I'm crying so hard, that's just not what we need to do here. Right. Um, but we do need to we need to talk about it. And so Amy Schumer, if you haven't watched her um, her Netflix special Growing, she's pregnant, and she talks about it. She she touches on it. She doesn't really take away from the seriousness of it, but she does do a little, she, she takes it from a, a little bit of a comedian standpoint. We don't really, this isn't funny, but if you can not take it so seriously, I think your point gets made better. So um, what really enraged me last time between the statistics and all of this, men were saying their biggest fear was being accused. And that made me, that makes me Absolutely insane because our biggest fear is actually being attacked. Yeah. Well, and you've heard, you'll have heard it um, by the time this episode goes out, you'll have heard um, Katrina's godson, Sean, talking about, you know, how nervous he is about stuff like that. And in the episode, you know, I think I even say, like, I don't have the stats on this right now, but, you know, the problem is not that that being falsely accused isn't a problem because, of course, it is, but. It just the, yeah. When you say it's your biggest show, fear, right? Yeah. It's it's right, right. And the statistics are showing we should be afraid. So it's like that, being afraid you're going to get hit by lightning instead of hit with a car. Right. That's right. And so one in five women will be raped in their lifetime. A quarter of women will experience a physical or sexual assault by an intimate partner. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of. And that's somebody you're supposed to be comfortable with. There are some about workplace stuff, which is also upsetting. Um, we'll put all of these on the website links yeah. with all of this stats. So, like I said, I don't have to spout them out to you. Um, annually, rape costs more in the United States than any other crime. It's approximately 127 billion dollars. 
So it's a it's an expensive crime, um, and it is the most underreported crime. Um, <clears throat> we listened to something before this with Hannibal Burris. He does like a little bit of a skit and he says, well, how do you know if it's not being reported? And I think, and he's, and he does it. He's also funny. I don't know that he's taking away from the seriousness of it either. He's doing it from a funny thing and a guy. Um, it's women who will talk about it later and never report it. So it's like, I get raped, I go tell Rin, but I don't tell the police. Right. So, you know, and when we talk about those things and when women are pulled, we learn those things. So it's not just because it's not reported, we still have the statistics because they come out in different ways. And then the prevalence of false reporting. So we'll go back, this always goes back to the, you're being, you're afraid of being accused. You're not going to be accused if you didn't do it because prevalence of false reporting is only between two and 10%. So really 90% or more of women who are saying they're raped were actually raped. So you're not going to get accused if you didn't do it. And those are just the women who are actually saying it happened. Right. Yeah, and, when, and we would also be remiss to say that, you know, actually there have been men involved in the Me Too movement also who have had things happen to them. And and I would, we don't have this stat right in front of us, but, you know, that happens to men too. It does. <laughs> Terry Crews has come out and yeah. talked about it. And, and it's hard. And, and, and some of the statistics in there, men are less likely to report because, yeah. in, and, and we'll talk about this in a later episode about like toxic masculinity. It's not funny, but it is a thing. You think about women are so afraid to say it, but we know we have support. Men can't say it because it's not macho. It's they're having to admit something that they find so fundamentally right. disturbing. Well, we find it disturbing too. We don't yeah. want this to happen to anybody. Yeah. Any I kind think, of, uncon- you know. Yeah. It's like the self-perpetuating thing. Like, so maybe women are more comfortable with reporting it because we see other people doing it more. And I don't right. know that, like, it's just a cycle of, Men don't do it, and then men don't do it, and then men don't see right. anyone doing it, and then men don't do it. You know, so Mitch has a weird smile on his face right now. This is a very <laughs> serious topic. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> I, I was distracted and saw something. I was, I've already heard this episode, <laughs> and I don't like it. I don't enjoy hearing it again. Um, so I was I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw something. I yeah, apologize. God loved Mitch. He lived sorry. through the first one. <laughs> he did live, and it was bad. Well, and Mitch is in here trying to maintain some level of like calm, and I'm in here hysterical, and I'm not hysterical. So now it was we're also tr- one of the very first episodes we recorded. So thanks for letting us come back yeah. after that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I remember correctly, my uh, segment was full. Like just a, a, a string of profanity and <laughs> shouting, and so yeah, it, I think it does make you mad. And, and so, well, before I mean, of course, we always do <coughs> Mitch's manly insights, but before since we were just talking about men not reporting, um, I mean, I feel like you would be. I mean, if you the if I got raped or you got raped, I think it's a different. I mean, it would be kind of different. And you're not this toxic male guy that we know. Like, you know, we're, you're not that typical macho, like, oh, I'm never going to do anything because that's not masculine enough. But, no, I mean, but I think in, in the same, it's similar in the fact that the reason that it doesn't get reported on both sides is is just this feeling of embarrassment and weakness and what the hell do I do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that the feeling is mutual on both ends, but there are these guys that, you know, the, there's the joke that 
15 year olds tell each other like hey if you went camping and woke up with a sore ass and and uh vaseline all over like what would you do it's like would you tell anybody it's like no well you want to go camping then buddy you know oh my gosh, god it's awful like, no, it's, <laughs> yeah really 15 i said 15 it's good, not like I, like somebody said that the other day but I want to die. Is like, right now. I do too, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's why you're relegated to a corner in a small segment. But we've made a mistake. <laughs> my point being, I, I I could see why it wouldn't be reported. Like people right. are very quick to go, "Well, you just got to report it," and it's not that simple. That's right. And no. like, because if I said to you, you'd be like, "We're going to the cops right now," and you'd right. have me in the car, and you'd be taking me to the police, right? And vice versa. Uh, absolutely, but. You and a guy, you know, I don't know. I mean, you and Kyle, I feel like, would maybe do it. But, like, still, it'd be like, bro, you know, this is going to open up a whole set of something for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're having that conversation. You and I aren't having that conversation. um, But you and another, like I said, you and Kyle or one of your other guy friends might Mm -hmm. have a different conversation. Like, Ren and I aren't going to say, hey, there's going to be consequences to you reporting this. But other people do. Mm -hmm. Other women. other. I mean, because I don't. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to make you go, and you're going to deal with it. I don't care. Like, well, and we'll just. So I, I'll speak for myself and say that I have never been a victim of something like this, but we do know people who have and who have reported it and had zero happen. So we're right. don't ever yeah. hear like, please don't hear us saying like, you know. Of we, course, we want people to report, but that's also, right. but we're we not, know why it's not being yeah. done and because it's not taken seriously. And 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 then then they say, well, well, how do you prove it? Right, it's an incredibly difficult thing to prove. Right. So you want well, do you want to get into the history of like the Me Too movement and Yeah. So and I don't know that everybody actually knows where this came from, but there was a woman, Tarana Burke, who she actually came up with the phrase Me Too back in two thousand six. And I I don't think she was a big social media user, so I think she kind of worked with a nonprofit and had that going on. And then somehow I think as all the Harvey Weinstein stuff was going on, Alyssa Milano, the actress, picked it up. And it started going out on Twitter in 2017. And so it wasn't even the woman who created it wasn't the one who originally started pushing it out on Twitter. Um, but that is how it became popularized. And it was kind of just this huge wave of, you know, primarily, well, it's, it said it was used more than 12 million times, uh, resulting in an extraordinary outpouring of pain and a handful of high profile men losing their jobs. Right. And um, so this is the first time, though, we've talked about it happening in the past and actually getting believed. Right. I mean, because then we go into, like, we talked a lot about Kavanaugh, and it was like, well, prove it. It happened 30 years ago. And why didn't you say something? And, you know, all of these things. And then, you know, he testifies, and he just didn't testify all that well. Um, Christine Blasey Ford testified really well. He still gets confirmed. And, the, and you know, even though she was really good and she testified really well, there was still that, meh, you can't prove it. Right. Well, yeah, even when people... I was going to say on the other side of the aisle. That's that's a weird thing to say. It shouldn't be on the other side of the aisle because <laughs> we don't know if, what her politics are. <laughs> um, I think some people would say they could venture a guess, but it really shouldn't have had anything to do with that. Um, but people who were hoping Kavanaugh to get confirmed, they even seemed to find her believable and plausible. Right. But, but still, yeah, it, it happened so long ago. How could anybody really remember what happened? Well, and I find that like... Because when you've been assaulted that badly, you never forget, I think. I mean, right. it doesn't well, matter if you, and then it doesn't matter if you never brought it up. Well, and what I didn't hear a lot of people saying, and that I kind of took away from that situation, was maybe, and this probably will make people mad on both sides of this issue, but 
I wonder if it happened just as she said it happened, and he didn't remember it because it was just another right. It wasn't night important for him. to him, and right. not. And I don't mean like he was off sexually assaulting people all the time. No. I mean that in incident. His head, it could have been an, an isolated incident, and it just didn't. It wasn't a big thing culturally, to him. socially. Right. You know, it just the context was different, and and maybe he had had be- like who knows what happened on his end. But it could, I think the truth could be that it really did happen just as she said it did. And he doesn't remember and didn't think it was a big deal. Right, because it wasn't memorable to him. But right. it, it was life-changing to her, potentially. And that does not excuse his behavior. Right. And I, but um, if it did indeed happen. But I just wonder if, if our culture shifted to a point in a, po- in a positive way in this regard, but um, that like looking, we can't look at it through the same filter you know, right. not, and listen, there is no time period where in holding someone down on a bed who's screaming to be let out of a room is cool. Like, that's yeah. not a thing. Um, but times are different. Yeah. So. And, and so, and, and then a more recent situation is Joe Biden mm-hmm. has been accused of doing a variety of not all the that great of stuff. So, so well, sniffing, I guess sniffing some, which, <laughs> smelling someone's hair, which I mean, that, that's, that is, it's really weird and creepy. But then just the other night you told Donnie he smelled good. I did. I mean, I don't, I didn't find it particularly creepy and I don't, and neither did he. No. Well, and Donnie, I don't know. Donnie's kind of a different, I like, I walked up and Donnie was like, Oh, don't you look fancy in your shoes? And you're like, like I mean, Donnie's just yeah, a different kind of. You also have a. You also have like a relationship, right? Like you if, know, if my boss did that, I right. would find that off-putting. Like if anybody at, at work did that, I would find that weird. Smelling the back. I do think smelling the back of someone's head is kind of an intimate thing. It's it's strange. I don't think you should do that for sure. Right. I mean, like yeah, just walking up and sniff. I mean, anybody like I shouldn't go up to the back of your head and sniff it either. And no, we have a you know long term relationship. Right, it's weird. Like yeah. probably don't do like personal space. Personal space. And, and we you yeah. know Mitch and has talked about that. He talks about he he likes to give personal space. I actually cuddled on him today. It's like the first time I've ever touched <laughs> Mitch um, <laughs> because it's just a thing, right? Like you just. Well, to be honest, you were showing him an example of what Donnie did to I, me. I one did. Who doesn't believe in personal space at all, ever? Not even a little bit <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, probably personal space is just is an easy thing to do. Well, and so I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then there's people who say like, "Oh, I don't want Joe Biden to stop doing Joe Biden." And I have also heard him people say that he does this to men also. Like, this isn't a one right. right. So that seems like slightly less predatory, but just like bad personal. Yeah, it's like probably not a good idea, right? Um, and also not to excuse the behavior, but like there was probably a time where even though women were not saying anything, it still wasn't okay. Like people, women still didn't love you smelling the back of their head. Just nobody talked about it, right? And so the importance of having a time where, where like we say, hey, all this stuff that you've been doing, like we know that you know raping is bad, but also this thing makes us yeah, it's like not okay, like, right? Don't You're, smell me. Either. It's weird, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> It's weird. It is predatory. Like, But if nobody, I mean, you know, maybe people should know that. But I do think some people are just more like huggy and affectionate. Like I actually am less of a huggy person now than I used to be because I had a friend in college who did not like to be hugged. Right. Like she just really, I mean, she's still my friend, but I, 
that was like the first time in my life I had encountered someone who was like, yeah, I'd actually rather you didn't it's hug also, me. Well, it's also a cultural thing. So, you know, I grew up in Miami and, they're, and, and the majority of folks are Latin. And so they're touchy, huggy, touchy, kissy, feely people. Yeah. And um, the first time Donnie met some of my friends up here, they were really weird about it. And then the other friends would warn other friends, oh, hey, by the way, when you meet Donnie, he's going to like touch you. And right. it's just what he does. Like, and like the first time he went to kiss one of my friends on the cheek, because that's how we greet each other mm-hmm. in Miami. Like, everybody kisses on the cheek, no yeah. matter what. Like, we would have kissed Mitch on the cheek when we walked in. That's just what we would have done. Yeah. Um, we would have done that to each other when we got in the car today. Yeah. Um, and she like pulled back, like, I mean, he, and then he comes, he, he went later, he goes, Did she think I was like going to rape her? Like, and, and, right. it, and it was, the, her reaction was that. It was very. Yeah. And now everybody knows him. They're like, oh, okay, that's just like Donnie just touches people. But it was, it was funny. Like uh, our friends would would literally say, oh, hey, Donnie will touch you when you meet him. It's not, it's yeah. just. Well, I think so. So culturally it is. It's there's a weird. It doesn't translate. Happening. Well, and everybody needs to be respectful of each other. But like, I also hate the idea that like Donnie wouldn't be Donnie anymore. And I think that's right. like the struggle. And, well, but there's also like understanding and knowing people. So I would venture to guess if like, Mitch acted towards me the way Donnie acted towards me, Shane would be like, I'm sorry, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you knew Donnie before you knew Shane. True. Um, And maybe that matters also, but culturally, it is, there's a difference. But we went bowling the other night, and like literally the second we saw Donnie, Donnie was like, oh, Rin, you look beautiful. Like, look at you with your heels and your lipstick. And he hugged you and and kissed you on the cheek. But then he gave Shane an entire big body hug. It was something we both like commented on. (laughs) And we were like, whoa, that wasn't like a man hug. That was like a... We are like together hug. <laughs> but anyway, so like there is, we might, and we talk about sensitivity too, like we might be, be oversensitive, but when in doubt, like probably just don't invade somebody's personal space. Well, the problem, when in doubt, and, but here's the problem is like, if someone doesn't like to be hugged, you don't, don't know them. that. Yeah, but you don't know that unless mm. they tell you kind of, or unless you're True. picking up on body language. So it's kind of like a sticky situation because also we don't want to live in a world where nobody hugs anybody. Right. So I think like that's a that's maybe an issue of like using some personal judgment, paying attention to other people's body cues and also not hugging the first time you meet someone at work. Like let's not yeah. do that. Or maybe there's there are so few reasons to touch another person at work. I can't even begin to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having been on the end of some unwanted touching, like Yeah, work is not a touching place. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's Especially true. like anything below my neck and above my knees, like your hand should be nowhere near. <laughs> your sh- your hand should just be in your pockets. Yeah, just keep them in your pockets. It's <laughs> it's good. Um, but assaults again happen at the workplace. A yeah. lot of them. It's just it's a it's it's another scary statistic that'll be on the website. Yeah. Um, but I so the bigger thing here is like on one hand on one end down here we've got you know Harvey Weinstein. On the other end down here we have like Joe Biden and Aziz Ansari. I mean, mm-hmm. we could debate the Aziz Ansari thing, but we don't need to do that because perspectives. We can't know what happened. We weren't there. We right. can't know what happened. I love Aziz Ansari. He's like one of my personal favorites. Uh, I've quoted him on this podcast before, but like, I I don't think he intended to do anything wrong, but you just don't know. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So yeah. <laughs> um, we, I'll, I'll still always circle back to, your biggest fear being accused and our biggest fear being assaulted is still yeah. like at, at like stop saying that yeah. just just 
you know. And I will say there were a couple, I have had men personally express to me the fear that like they could be drunk, someone else could be drunk, they get together, and then afterwards they're accused of rape. Right. And I like, that's also not okay. Um, I also feel like maybe just act like grownups. Like don't, maybe then... Well, like we said to Sean in that episode, like if you don't, and I like I have tons of friends who were casual hook up kind of people, but like I don't know, strangers scare me too much for that. Well, well, that's the thing. So as women, and we talk about we talked about this in the last one, and then we're redoing. But all the things that we have to do, or we feel like we have to do to be safe, that I don't think guys it ever occurs to guys. So like you know, when we walk to our car, our Mm -hmm. keys are usually out. We're ready. We should be, ladies. If you're not, you should be anyway. <laughs> but we are because we're afraid we're going to be attacked. So we have our key in our hand because I right. don't know we're going to gouge somebody's eyeball out. I guess. I think at the and, end we're going to read a whole long list of yeah. All of those I mean, things. all those things. You know, so it's like you know we're actually afraid of being assaulted, and all of these things are really it's really a big deal. And um, I mean, do we you want to talk about some of the? I mean, you're we've we talked about too. I'm I'm a little bit like tougher and meaner and I grew up in a harder place. So these things, it's not really out of fear. It's just like awareness. This stuff happens. I was always raised to be like, pay attention and know what's going on. And because I did grow up in a more dangerous place than you did. But yeah, um, I'm also like, I am meaner. Like we, when we first came to Mitch's studio, we came together. Mm-hmm. Um, I always sit on Mitch's side. Well, it is. It's like the kind of jerk side of the table and the nice side of the table, but like... That's just more the yin and yang. In it this, is. In but then room. it was also, I mean, because, well, because quite frankly, if Mitch decided he was going to attack, I'm going to be <laughs> the more, I'm the more capable one to deal with putting him down. Thank God I'm over here on this <laughs> side of this on the two and a half foot side. table. <laughs> But I'm going to take him out before he can, like, hurt you. I think it's cute. You think it's just going to be a split decision and I'm going to attack. Like, if I'm going to do anything that's going to require any sort of athleticism or agility, there's going to be a lot of planning and training. Like, you're going to be, Mitch, you look great. You've been working out for the last couple of months. Yep. That's when I should that's worry. That's when you worry. That's, that's the, when you what, worry. And I say that. So I say that and I'm like, it's so ridiculous. Like, because quite frankly, I could take you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've seen me like, try to get out of this chair. I, I mean, I could take you on at any moment for any reason. I'm the I'm the most dangerous person in this room. But be- my Boston Terrier beat me up two nights ago. But it's and that's the thing. But but we still that was still a purposeful thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was. Uh, we don't really know him that well. Well, and I mentioned before that night, like. I pulled up. You weren't there yet. I was 90% sure the guy in the car next to me was Mitch, and I still waited in the car for you to get there. And we were meeting him in a public place. Yes. So it was there was zero threat. And that but, had nothing to do with Mitch and everything to do with just the way women conduct themselves right. in the world. Right. Like, we always have to worry about that. We always, you know, it's like, I didn't know Mitch, I could take Mitch when I first met Mitch, but then I realized I could very easily take Mitch after a little bit of, like, interacting. <laughs> This episode is not great for my self esteem. (laughs) Again. No, we love Mitch. We're so very grateful for him. And he is not, again, he is somebody, and we'll talk about this in a later episode and personal space and dating and whatnot, because he's, he is good about, he's really exceptional about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he does not, 
he he never gave off creeper vibe. He never has given off like we're uncomfortable or we, we can't talk about anything in front of Mitch. Like he also has sisters. I think yeah. that might matter. And he actually likes his mom. I mean, those right. things help us. And and so we could talk about things with Mitch that we might not be able to talk about with other guys. Well, and literally on the way from the bar back to the studio, I said to you, hey, that wasn't weird or creepy at all, was it? No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, it wasn't. There was and like no weird vibes at all. There wasn't. And we were like, well, you know, we're meeting with this guy and he's like a podcast producer. And we looked at the podcast network at the time and we're like, man, these shows are, <laughs> we, we don't really fit. Like Also, m- podcast producer is not a glamorous term. <laughs> it's Most of them that you meet. Um <laughs> I feel like I'm in an upper tier. You are. <laughs> yes. You are the highest tier. We were not expecting that. We were expecting total weirdo. I had no idea what I mean, to expect. I, we didn't. And I just, it was, we, we can only, so we could only Facebook stalk you so effectively. And it just, it ended up being great. No weirdness. Um, but it was something that was at the forefront of our mind. Yeah. Shane like got worried when we were we went from one place to the studio and well Shane and I so this is gonna people are gonna think this is weird but we actually share locations on our phone a lot of people do that well there's two reasons number one I read about people doing that on like a, a subreddit um, so basically there was a woman who had had something terrible she was raped um, and her husband was able to come and find her. Um, because they shared locations. And I've just seen too many episodes of Criminal Minds in my life for that not to sound like a good idea to me. Um, The other reason is way less dramatic, and it's just that when Shane and I were dating and he would tell me, like, he was leaving work to come to my apartment, it was, I would say, hey, where are you? And he would say the interstate, which is 90% of the drive from his office to where my apartment was at the time, which I found really annoying. And so... I don't know whether I can go take a shower or not, so we started sharing locations. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't know if he knows that one, but... <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so yeah, so Shane saw where we were, because we weren't where we were supposed to be, and was like worried and going yeah, like, to come out and rescue ready. us. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> just that's so much. Well, the best part is it's because he texted me and I responded. And because we were like doing a sound check, like Mitch was actually showing us how this would work. Um, I was like, I it was just, Kurt. I, it was very short. Well, it had no punctuation. Right. Which is not Rin. Rin is a three page book text with perfect grammar <laughs> person. So yes, I could imagine. I mean. Right. So he was like, this isn't Rin. This is someone impersonating Rin, and she's chained to a heater. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right here in the house. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So um, along that, we, we can talk about some of the, the stuff that we do as a regular yeah. you know, habit. And we, we've talked about other friends of ours who talk about this. And Well, I'll say leading into this, and I'll, I will read all of them um, if I can find them. Maybe not all of them. There's a lot of them. Um, So I'll I'll just read the examples. Maybe we copied on here. But um, I was talking to my father-in-law, Kevin Young. And this, I think, is a great example of why conversations like the ones we like to have are so important. And, you know, he was telling me about some law in France, I think it was, where they were putting people in jail for catcalling. And so I said, you know, I know that sounds dumb. I said, I actually don't know if that law is a real thing or not, but... Just so you know, I park for work in a parking lot behind my office, and it's actually in a like secure parking garage. But even so, and I usually leave when it's daylight, but even so, I 
walk to my car with my keys in my hand. I always check to see if someone's in the back seat. If there, I probably check like two or three times on the way to my car to see if someone's walking behind me. Yeah. And this is not like Rin's living in a world of fear. It's just you have to live it's just in natural a, aware, instinctual. That's right. And it's how I it's how we're all like socialized to be as as females, I think, or at least most of us. Well, and we get we get cat called and that's uncomfortable because then you're like, at what point does it change from a cat call to a an actual like Well, and I think that seems like nothing from from the perspective of those people who are doing it. But you've also never had it done, probably. Right. When, when you want, okay, so then I'll have Mike Tyson cat call you. Right. Yeah, that's and then we'll see how, <laughs> I mean, we'll see how that makes you feel. If you wouldn't want, if you're a man and you wouldn't want another man to say or do it to you in prison, don't, don't do it do to it. a woman. I, I think they think that it's complimentary or somehow that like. No, it's predatory and threatening. Right. And I mean, I don't think. It's not cute. I didn't, I didn't put this outfit on so you could. Praise me and how I look in it. Right. I mean, not for you. It's right. for me. And I don't need you to comment on any part of it. Right. It's like I said, it's, I mean, it's because you're, it's just, it's never clear where that line is going to be drawn. Right. From just, you know, a comment to an actual assault. It's, it's, it's threatening. And that doesn't mean, no, it doesn't mean that you can't like compliment someone when you meet them. Yes. Like, like I've had, People, I mean, some lady told me she liked my blouse the other day. I mean, if a guy said, "Oh, I like your blouse," I wouldn't be no, that wouldn't be weird or rude. But no, there's other ways that you're saying these things that but are like not <laughs> growling or making noises right. or something like that. Probably don't do. Like I said, if if another man said to you, "Hey, I like your shirt," then then that probably wouldn't be weird. If an, yeah. another man said, "Hey, man, you looking good in that shirt," yeah, that's a might, different story. Yeah, you might not like that. Yeah. Or you might like it and whatever. But. By the way, the reason my new example is if you don't want another man to say it to you, sir, instead of like that person, somebody's mom, that person, somebody's mm-hmm. daughter. Like I am all about like not, no. no, I'm done with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just don't do it. If you, it doesn't get the point across, right? Well, and, and so like we, when I drop you off, I wait to make sure you've gotten in the door and the door is shut in broad daylight. In broad that. daylight, I yeah. do that. Guys don't do that for other guys. Guys don't do that at all. I make, like, if we, if you and I leave somewhere to, like, and we're in different cars, I make sure you text me when you get home and you have somebody home. But I have other friends that, you know, if they're oh. home a lot or, yeah, and I'm like, hey, I need you to, I need to know if you're at home okay. And like, somebody didn't, like, wasn't waiting in your house to kill you or even or just anything. Just not even texting when you get, but even just like if we're in a parking lot at a restaurant in, even a nice area of Knoxville, it doesn't matter. Like you and I are neither one leaving the parking lot till we see the other person's right. car is started. The car is started and moving. Yeah. I mean, we do it when we leave juvenile court. We yep. do it all the time. And I mean, we're it's fine. Yeah. We're fine. Right. And this is again, but, we're not being like dramatic and like in living in fear. It's just like, oh, I better make sure that that happens. Okay, she's rolling. I'm good. Yep. Let's go. We're good. You know. So we have to do all these things just to you know live and just you know just keep in mind. So when you know. It's kind of insensitive when you're saying things like, oh, I'm so afraid I'm going to be accused once again. That just, it literally enrages me. And um, we we literally just live kind of, I mean, not in fear, like Rin said, but we're aware. Right. So yeah, let me read some of these. So say say yes, if you've had to do this, Katrina, or if you have done this. <laughs> All right. 
walk with our keys grasping our fingers in case we need to use them as a weapon. Yes. And yes. actually, Amy Schumer talks about that. It's really funny. Yes. She's like, what, yeah, am like I, what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do? Gouge him out? <laughs> gouge his eyeballs out with it? It's, I mean, she's, like I said, she's she makes kind of, you got to watch it. She kind of makes some light on it, and it's but it's she's right. So, yes, I've done that. I do that. Learn how to carry a gun and shoot one to protect yourself. I do, yes. That doesn't seem like gender specific, but. No, but. I've, I've done that like a tiny bit, but I would not be. I would be more dangerous to myself. Yes. Uh, be careful about being too nice to the opposite sex in case they get the wrong idea and try to stalk you. Um, not so much, but I do. My, I have had several of my friends talk about that. It's like single. It's not, pro, you know, it doesn't really pertain to me too much because everybody knows I'm married. But Well, actually, no, remember, you used to not wear your ring and you'd get like hit on I, by I weirdos. Did, I did get hit on multiple times and then I have to say I was married and I wasn't wearing a ring. Right. And I was like, oh, man. But well, it but was true. But that's dumb, too, because it's like, oh, well, she's somebody else's. I got to... Yeah. yeah, it was just... All of it is wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, but I think... So maybe not being worried about stalking, but also like trying or to just, not like encourage that's interaction. That's right. right. Um, okay. When someone Especially is walking closely advances. behind us on the street, we stop to pretend to make a phone call or otherwise <laughs> occupy ourselves to allow them to pass in front of us. Yeah. I mean... Definitely. I mean, um, I usually will like make direct... Con- I'm like so much more aggressive, but yeah. yes. Walk past our destination, particularly if it's our home, if someone has been trailing us for a while. I have I have driven into police stations and uh, fire stations on my way when I used to work late nights. Um, I I would I I was followed more than once and would pull into my uncle's fire station. Yeah. Um, switch up our running routines to avoid potential stalkers. Well, I don't run, but yeah, I don't run. My, <laughs> that my sounds r- like a good thing to do if you yes, do run. Yes, and my routine though, yes, I don't. You know, you don't always drive the same way home. Things like that. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Run outdoors with only one earbud in to keep the other on our surroundings. Yeah. So not running, but yeah, I do yes. that. Um, I don't walk with earbuds at all. Pretend to listen to music while walking by men who attempt to engage us. <laughs> I used to r- ride the train in Miami, and I would be, have earphones on, be reading, and someone would still come up to me. So I've tried it, but it doesn't work. Cross the street when we see men who look like they might be drunk. Yes. Hell Yes. Uh, avoid eye contact or looking at you yeah if they just like look at you too long it's like i'm gonna go ahead and cross i can't deal with this yeah avoid eye contact with men trying to get our attention yes oh gosh all the yes (laughs) please don't look over here avoid entering stairwells or elevators occupied by only one other person we actually often don't look at mitch when he's trying to make eye contact with us here in the studio (laughs) (laughs) is it that or is he not making eye contact with us Uh, text a friend before going out for a run or on a date with a stranger. I wish this running would stop I happening. I know, what's up with the running? It was, some of these Heather gave us. <laughs> so, um, it's really funny, but she runs with a huge dog. And so that's her, I mean, she's not running by herself. She's going to run with the dog because he's huge and no one's going to mess with a big, you know, black dog. Uh, avoid social situations if a man whose prior advance made us uncomfortable might yep. be there. Oh yeah. If, if So we're at a, get together and some of Mitch's friends are here, we might not go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. When bringing heavy bags and packages into the house or apartment, locking and unlocking the door with every trip. I've done that. Oh, yeah. Avoid sleeping naked in case of an intruder or onlooker. I just don't do that for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like a fire. <laughs> if I have to go out into the into the neighborhood with on my busy street <laughs> in my birthday suit, it's going to be not cute. <laughs> oh, let's see. Driving in a circle if you might follow. Wearing a hoodie when driving late at night to appear male to other I used drivers. To, I, I've not done that. No, I used to wear a ball cap. Yeah. And so, because my dad was like, look. 
like you you're dry you know you're driving late that was something my dad made me do in the 90s uh never leave a drink unattended that's for sure Check. growing up in miami going to the club um no we never ever and you're not allowed to buy me a drink no you can buy me a drink if i'm standing there and i get handed the drink from the bartender otherwise you're not bringing me a drink yeah. so um yeah. So I guess that's probably, I mean, we'll, we'll put these up on, again on the website. So Mitch, um, since you actually spoke, but we can have some um, Mitch's manly insights. Usually you're um, paying attention somewhat, but <laughs> writing notes and usually something we've said usually kind of triggers me triggers you <laughs> sorry we we say trigger that's well no and that's a trigger word mitch trigger is a trigger word as we mentioned up top this is the second time we've done this mm-hmm. um so i will be brief uh and i will be clean this oh, time well um as far as the um the concept of, well, Brett didn't remember it and she remembers it so well, that is because of a phenomenon known as flashbulb memory. It's the same reason that you can tell me exactly where you were and what you were doing with extraordinary detail if I ask you where you were on 9-11. That's correct. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Anytime that somebody experiences something extremely traumatic or life-altering, it's imprinted on your memory. It's why your parents can tell you where they were when Kennedy was assassinated right. and so forth. It's that trauma that just implants it into the memory to where you remember details you don't want to unless you're one of the people that builds a wall and blocks it out. And then you have to go through lots of right. uh, therapy to deal with that. Right. But Christine Blasey Ford had gone through an extensive therapy. So I believe her 100%. Yeah. Also, you were right. He had a terrible showing. And the thing that came from that was a bunch of people saying, well, you've been talking about Katrina and that we got to be really scared for our boys in America. Our sons are going to have to walk around terrified of being accused of things. And I think that's cockamamie and silly. If you're not being a douchebag, then you don't have anything to worry about. That, that's right. I'm not afraid of being accused of things because I don't do things to make people uncomfortable. And if I do, I'm mortified by it. Right. I am terrified of being creepy, not being accused of being creepy, <laughs> but actually making someone feel uncomfortable. That is my fear. Right. And, oh, and so, that's on me. Right. We're here alone with you. Do you worry that we're going to leave here and then accuse you of doing that, accuse you have, of having done something to us? No. Right, because you haven't, because you wouldn't, because right. you don't, op- you just don't carry yourself in that way. And like you said, does it not occur to any of them to be, to be cre- like, you're, no. you don't want to be creepy. You don't want to be that person. I mean, why? I, I, I've <laughs> never understood the concept of catcalling or, um, like, I, I'm not really good at being quote unquote smooth or any like I'm like I'm just that concerned with people's personal space and their level of comfort around me. I want people to be comfortable around me. Do you think it's because you had sisters? Maybe I think so because to me, I hear my friends tell me like I can't like though people have gotten to work and they're like some guy at the food line was standing outside of his truck just whistling and hollering at me, and to me, I consider that to be learned behavior. Sure. Mm-hmm. At some point that's worked. I have to imagine because if it didn't then you would have to 
evolve in order to... I don't think it's worked. I think it's just like... It's something to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, is it I a can't hobby? Imagine. Is it... I'm not saying it's never worked. Like, you know, well, when monkey you, writes when Shakespeare When you tell some somebody, point, you're like, yo... Why are you doing that? Well, I just want them to know, let, let them know they're pretty. Well, you don't. That's not your job. Like, <laughs> right? And I didn't need they your don't approval. Need your like? <laughs> they didn't walk out of their car to the grocery store for you to decide whether they looked good or not. That right. means you're not here as a judge for walking. Like, well, that's not how we're doing this. This isn't the Olympics of she looks pretty. Well, and yep. I like heard some guy. This was actually an Australian guy, but he was interviewed by a woman. So she interviewed him, and he said, "Well, yeah, I do it. I'm just like complimenting them." And so then she interviewed all of the women. Like she was at, she was out at night, like in this like space, and she interviewed all the women he had done it to. And she came back to him, and she was like, "So this was like over a period of time, not just one night." Um, and she said, "You know, I've talked to these women that you've been catcalling. It actually makes them really uncomfortable. It doesn't make them feel complimented. It, right. it upsets them. Are you going to keep doing it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll probably keep doing it." Yeah, so, so it didn't even matter. That it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't the matter what was, the woman thinks or wants or the actions that come right. from it. It's for him. Right. No, absolutely. And I. So I, I've have never understood it, but it, it takes me back to that point where I believe in people's personal space and people. I, I want people to be comfortable around me, um, male and female. You know, like I try to read people when I meet them. Like, is this person a hugger? Am I gonna have to hug? Like, because I I'll hug you eventually. But like I'm, I'm, I'm really big on my personal space. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoy it, and uh, <laughs> assume other people do too. But it's again, it's just that level of I. It's on me if you feel comfortable around me or not. Like right. that's not on you. It's it's me and how I act and behave, and I'm conscious of that and adjust accordingly. And I think that there's far too many people out there that don't. Yeah. Um, as far as Biden goes. Um, I yeah. said biting. I was no, like, "What did no. you talk about biting?" <laughs> well, we're, he got bit. we're gonna swerve <laughs> into the dating episode real quick. <laughs> now, I I think Biden. It was really weird, but I think that you made a good point, Ren, in that it it doesn't even seem like he's being predatory, or that he even realizes he's doing it. He's just that creepy grandpa yes. close talker, <laughs> and you know, I even saw somewhere where. They were saying like, no, he's a close talker. Like that's basically the the basic form of what this is. You know, I mean, he takes it a little bit farther. But then there's people that are like, well, what's wrong with close talking? A lot, a lot, a lot. personal space. Again, you're it's it's not how you feel comfortable. It's how the person you're communicating with feels comfortable. Right. So stop. Like if you want to talk to somebody that close, I don't understand it, but make sure that they're cool with it too and that you brushed your teeth. That's yeah, are you not like paranoid about your breath? That's, that is I mean, my, like I yes. would never want to talk to somebody that close. Like what if my breath smelled bad? Yeah. Yeah, like the onions from three days ago are making mm-hmm. a reappearance. Like stay away from me. I don't, right. I don't need to well, smell and, your kraut dog. I mean. That is not saying like, stop being a warm person or a loving person, but you can do that with your words. You can do that with how you make someone feel. You don't have to touch somebody. And sometimes you can. Sometimes, I mean, we hug like every time we see each other, mm-hmm. but like I've hugged Mitch like one time, but I don't feel like cold at your and wedding. distant from him. No, yeah. that's right. Like it's fine. It's lovely. Yeah. Everything's lovely. <laughs> right. Things yeah. should things should fit. It's both natural. People that's in right. And it should be natural. Like it's unnat. If you're doing something that's not natural, it's not some there's probably something wrong like there's something going on that makes it not 
you know, you should be able to tell. Yeah. Like, why can't people read? I think it's that. Like, why can't people read people better? That's exactly the same thing. That's what, because I, like I said, I try to read people when I I see this and I try to produce the social cues that I want them to get from me. As in, I'm not a hugger, so I'm going to be... I'm I'm not going to get close to you and give you the opportunity to wrap your arms around me because then I'm stuck and I'm right. I, I'm going to I know I'm not it's not I'm not into that like right. and I, it's not because I'm not an affectionate person if I'm dating somebody I'm I'm much of a hugger and a cuddler um but it's we got to get to that level first right. you know yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that's that's the key takeaway from this from a male perspective is if you're a dude and you're listening to this, like just chill, man. Like read some people's social cues and you don't have to be in everybody's sh- uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yes, thank you, Mitch. And it's just not that hard to be not creepy. Yeah. It, I feel it's like really you not, don't and, and put again, effort into not being creepy. I think you're just not creepy. Right. I don't feel like you're having to put on some kind of like this like false persona when no, we're around. You're but, just not a weird but creeper. It does come off creepy like, sometimes without intending to. I'm sure that happens. Right. And we're comfortable with each other now. But there are moments where I, I'm sure I overthink it. I had a girl at my house the other night. We had a great time talking, drinking, hanging out with our dogs. And she told me after she left, she's like, I thought you were going to kiss me. And I was like, really wanted to, but I just, I didn't have the confidence in the signals I was getting to yeah. make that move, you know, but it was like, I overthought it. Right. Well, but and, yeah. again, I would much rather do that yeah. than mm-hmm. to have made an, an unwanted attempt and, and ruined something. Yes. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I agree with that. Yeah. I would much rather that also. <laughs> Better to air that way. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll have all this stuff on our on our website, all our links. There was one thing we didn't talk about, which is so definitely rapists are the worst. Yep. Um, Don't rape. But like rape is bad. Rape right. is bad. And I think there's a consensus on this podcast <laughs> that rape is bad. Right. Yeah. So, and and Don't the Me rape. Too stuff spans all the way from uncomfortable to yep. criminal. Um, but what we didn't talk about is that women who or anyone who accuses someone of that. Yeah, yeah. It's bad for a lot of reasons, but you are discrediting people that it has actually happened to and causing a problem for them. And right. so, even though there's only two per two to ten percent of you, just you're taking away from the actual cases. And yeah. you know, when you do that, it really does set us all behind. What you've back. done sucks. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. Nobody do that. Don't please. do that. Yeah, that's that's really really up there in the. Don't do it. It's really bad. That's You're a- giving the patriarchy something to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> so um, thank you for letting us redo this episode. It, even though you didn't hear poor that Mitch. first one, poor Mitch, um, <laughs> it really was a train wreck. And so hopefully this one was a little bit better. It was a little less uh, traumatic, traumatic for everyone. For everyone. Yeah. Um, you can find us on anywhere podcasts are found at yeah. thatotherfword.com. If you haven't already subscribed, please do that. And please tell a friend to subscribe. Like, do that right now. Like, don't even put your phone down. Like, text someone right this very second. And rate and review us and follow us on Facebook and also on Instagram and hopefully soon on Twitter. And we love you all. And uh, feminism. remember, feminism isn't isn't a bad bad word. word.